0: Chapter Six of Which of the Glens by Sally Watson. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The picture in the lock. "'Tis a terrible, complicated matter,' the war objected. Ana doubtfully as she began basting a sleeve into what was to be a fine linen shirt for Ian's birthday. I fear I'd only be confusing you. "'Kelpie surveyed the four or five yards of red and green tartan wool "'which constituted a kilt for a small lad, "'and wondered how even Donald could have managed to tear such stout weave. "'I could not be more confused than I am,' she pointed out, "'for I am knowing nothing at all. "'Tell me at least a little.' "'Ana sighed and obeyed. "'Well,' she began hesitantly, "'you know that King Charles is King of England and Scotland both.' Kelpie nodded. But in both countries are representative bodies of men called parliaments, and they help to rule. They are supposed to agree with the things the king does, and it is the English parliament who must vote to give him things like extra money when he needs it, which he usually does. She paused to squint critically at her basting, and Kelpie waited. "'Somehow she had developed a great eagerness "'to learn about the matters "'which had thrown England and Scotland into civil war. "'Aye, go on,' she murmured. "'Well, so. "'Neither King Charles nor his father before him "'has got along well with Parliament. "'King and Parliament each said the other "'will be trying to take more rights and power "'than they should have, and they became angry. "'Parliament would refuse to vote money for the king, "'so the king would dissolve Parliament.' which meant they could not meet any more to vote on anything at all until King Charles called them back, and so everyone was unhappy. She bit off her thread and held the shirt closer to the dim light which filtered through the thick diamond-shaped mullion panes of the encasement window. And then, she sighed, religion came into it. Father, she remarked severely, says that religion should never be mixed with politics, but they do not listen to wise people like Father, so there is trouble what has religion to do with it asked kelpie curiously she had never known anything of religion for herself only that the stern kirk of the lowlands had severe views on all other faiths on fun and laughter and most particularly on witches but the anglican services here at glenfern seemed peaceful and vaguely pleasant even though she did not understand them och protested ana but Kelpie's face was implacable, so she went on. Well, the Catholics and Protestants do not like each other, and especially the Protestants of the new Reformed Church, like the Puritans in England and the Calvinist Covenanters in Scotland, and we Angelicans caught in the middle. King Charles is Angelican, but the Parliament is mostly Puritan, I think. At any rate, they were very angry when the king married Queen Henrietta, Who is a Roman Catholic, and said she would turn the country all Catholic and burn Protestants at the stake. And the Catholics said the Protestants were trying to rule the country and force their religion on everyone. And so it was a fine bra quarrel for years, with religion and politics all mixed together. Kelpie carefully selected a strand of wool to match the soft, dull red of the Cameron tartan. This was the most difficult bit of mending she had yet been trusted with. Hm, she murmured after a minute, turning her mind back to the conversation. And then— It was Ana's turn to pause, while the rain beat against the casement windows. Wee-Mari turned from her doll to lift a merry smile in the direction of her kelpie, who felt a new pang of affection. Och the bonny wee thing!' "'Ana scowled at the shirt "'and then glanced up at Kelpie with a rueful shrug. "'Oh, I cannot mind me of all the details.' "'She sighed again, but the quarrel turned into fighting. "'But what of Scotland?' demanded Kelpie. "'What had it to do with us at all? "'Why?' interrupted the dry voice of Alex. "'King Charles himself must be bringing that on.' "'They looked up to see him standing in the doorway.' "'a shirt in his hand and a wry grin on his angular face. "'Scotland might have been loyal to him, "'even though all the lowlands are Calvinist "'and even more rigid than the Puritans, "'but he had the bright idea "'of forcing the Anglican prayer book on Scotland. "'And the next thing he knew, "'there was a solemn league and covenant formed against him, "'and Scotland divided as England was, "'with lowlands against the king "'and most of the highlands loyal to him.' "'Ana looked both relieved and worried, "'while Kelpie studied Alex's expression in the dim light, "'not quite certain if he were teasing or not. "'She decided not, for once. "'There was a faint note of bitterness in his voice. "'I thought you were a king's man,' she challenged him. "'I am so,' he returned promptly, "'and unpropped himself from the doorway. "'Look you, Ana,' he went on, crossing the room to her. I have ripped my shirt sorely and am needing a bonny sweet lass to mend it for me. Aina tilted her chestnut curls at him and wrinkled up her nose in an impish grin. If I do, she said, bargaining, will you be explaining the rest of the war to Kelpie? Eh, said Alex, and raised both eyebrows at Kelpie. She is truly wanting to know, said Aina sternly, so do not be teasing her, Alex. And I am gay muddled about it. "'and you know so much more, with having been at Oxford "'and even seen the king and his family yourself, will you?' "'Tis a hard bargain,' complained Alex, "'and I am thinking I pity the man who will one day marry you, Aina, Mewdile "'He perched on the corner of the massive table, "'his kilt falling in heavy folds about his lean knees. "'Well, then, and what bit of my great knowledge "'should I be sharing with you first? Kelpie gave him a wicked, pointed smile. Tell me, she said softly, in one word, just, what are they fighting for? My sorrow, exclaimed Alex, straightening up as if he had sat on a thistle. Is that all? Don't you know? asked Kelpie tauntingly. I will tell you then. They are fighting for power, is it not so? Alex resumed his perch and surveyed her ruefully. "'Ach, and are you not the young cynic?' he observed. "'And you have shocked my foster sister, too.' "'For Ana was looking both dismayed and indignant. "'Both girls had forgotten their sewing for the moment, "'and sat staring at Alex challengingly, "'waiting for his opinion. "'He laughed. "'I fear I shall anger you both,' he remarked, "'and go through the rest of my life "'with an evil spell on my head "'and a torn sleeve in my shirt.' "'Well?' demanded Kelpie. Alex gave her a crooked grin. "'Sorry I am to agree with you even in part,' he confessed. "'But no doubt some men are fighting for power.' "'No, no, Aina,' he added as she opened her mouth. "'Do not deny it too quickly. "'What about Argyle?' "'Aina subsided. "'On the other hand, Alex Avic, there is Montrose.' "'It was Ian.' He pulled up a hassock and ranged himself quietly but firmly on Ana's side. "'Montrose?' asked Kelpie. "'Aye,' said Ian, turning his warm smile upon her. "'James Graham of Montrose, and he one of the finest, truest men under the sun. It is he who is named to fight the king's cause in Scotland, even to form and organize the army. And he is fighting for no selfish reason whatever.' but only for what he believes to be right. Alex cannot deny it, for we both met and talked to him last winter in Oxford. Indeed, and I'll not deny it, agreed Alex amiably, though Kelpie might. My point was just that all men are not like Montrose, and my proof of it is still Argyle. Ach, and have you done, my son Siena? he added as he held up the mended shirt. Come away then, Ian, "'And let's be outside. I believe the sun is going to come out.' "'And they were gone before Kelpie could ask about Argyle. "'Perhaps it was as well,' she decided, going back to her mending. "'For she really thought she had heard quite as much as she could absorb all in one lump. "'Ana flicked a mischievous sideways glance at her. "'And wasn't I warning you? "'Twas complicated?' she murmured. As if by tacit agreement, no one brought up matters like war and politics for some time. After all, it was easy enough, in that peaceful, secluded glen, to put such things far out of mind. Kelpie's free hours were full enough, as spring days became longer, with other things. We Mari tagged along with her, a self-appointed guardian, and the glen's people had learned to hide their hostility when Mari was there. The twins were insatiably hungry for more stories, and so, for that matter, were the older young people. Books were rare and precious, and mostly devoted to serious and difficult subjects. And, as Ian generously remarked on a sunny afternoon by the lock, Kelpie was a master at telling tales. Alex grinned impishly. "'She is that,' he agreed with a wicked twinkle in his eye "'and a double meaning to his voice which Kelpie chose to ignore. "'Next time I will tell you about the sitch, fairies, of Loch Mary, "'if you are all very kind to me,' she said blandly "'and glanced impudently at Alex. "'She sat alone by the loch for a while after the others had left, "'thinking about things. "'How Alex had changed since she first met him.' He was much nicer than she had thought, and she had begun to like his teasing and mockery, for it was all good humored. Or was it perhaps herself had changed? And if so, she rolled over to lie full length on her face in the fragrant long grasses and pondered. Then, lazily, she stretched until her head was over the edge of the lock. What was her real self like? Had that changed? How could it? The bank at this point rose abruptly about two feet above the glassy surface of the water, with tough curling roots of heather overhanging the edge. Kelpie reached down skillfully, scooping up a handful of the cold water, and drank it from her palm before it could run through her fingers. The surface rippled slightly and returned to its mere stillness. With sky, hills and trees reflected so clearly that it would be hard to tell the reflection from the real or was one, perhaps, as real as the other? She stared down at her own face, still looking indecently bare with all the thick dark hair pulled back into plaits. Was that any less real, or more, than the scene she saw in Mina's crystal? And then it was no longer her own face she was seeing, but a town street and an ugly tempered crowd surging down it. Not merely annoyed, that crowd, but murderous. "'Kelpie shivered a little, "'for she knew too well how bestial a mob could be. "'And this one had a victim, "'for there was a savage satisfaction "'in the grim lowland faces "'above their sober, coventer garments, "'pressing closer and closer. "'And there was Ian. "'Whatever could he be doing in the lowlands? "'Pushing through the crowd he was, "'and Alex came after, shouting at him, "'his angular face all twisted with fury.' "'and now they were closer, and Alex was catching up to Ian. "'Alex was lifting his sword, "'and through the crowd Kelpie could see him bringing it down savagely. "'Hey, Ian had fallen, his dark head vanished in the throng, "'and Alex's sword with blood on it. "'Kelpie jerked with horror, "'and a bit of dry heather plopped into the water, "'and the picture was gone. "'Nor did it return, though she waited.' "'staring at the still water and brooding bitterly. Eh, hey, that serpent Alex! "'She had never liked him from the beginning, "'and now he was going to turn on his foster brother, "'strike him down from behind, perhaps kill him, "'for the sight never lied. "'She tried to tell herself that it didn't matter to her, "'but it was too late. "'Ian had crept into her heart, "'and we Mari and the rest of them, even Alex, deceitful scoundrel that he was, had somehow tricked her into liking him, for a while anyway. But now she knew better. Ugh, she must try to warn Ian, even if he could not prevent it. Perhaps he could be on his guard, could put off the evil day of it, could duck in time to save his life. Dismayed, angry, resolute, Kelpie got to her feet. "'smoothed down the folds of her blue dress "'and started back up the lock. "'Now what?' wondered Alex. "'Had got under the skin of their wolf-cub lately?' "'For there was a new venom toward himself, "'after he'd been thinking her nearly tame, too. I, a a wolf-cub, belligerent, cunning, snarling, "'biting, thieving, destructive, and yet innocent, "'as a wolf-cub is innocent because it knows nothing else.' "'but she had been changing. "'She had been learning trust and affection, "'even to play and tease. "'And now, suddenly, "'there was a new and deadly hatred "'smoldering at him from those ringed eyes. "'It was puzzling, it was, "'and rather less amusing "'than her old spitting indignation had been. "'And even though it could hardly be a tragedy to him, "'still it was disconcerting. "'Alex kept a wary eye on her, lest she should decide to take her skein due to his back. As for Kelpie, she found the business of warning Ian a bit harder than it had seemed. For one thing, it was none too easy to find him alone, for he and Alex were usually together and about their own affairs, while Kelpie had her tasks in the house. In the evenings the family sat together in the drawing room, which was not Kelpie's place. The big warm kitchen... Or her wee cot in Marsali's room was where she belonged, or more often, away by herself outside in the pale half light of the long northern gloaming. For summer was drawing near, and darkness now merely brushed down late upon the world and, like a gull's wing, quickly lifted. So she glared at Alex and did her tasks and kept her eyes and ears open and bided her time. And at last, Alex went off for a few days to visit his brother in androcky And the next evening, Kelpie, on one of her rambles, saw Ian on a hill above her, quietly looking down over the glen. Kelpie drew near and then paused. Ach, a bra lad he was. But how might she be approaching him best? It might be he wanted to be alone. Before she could decide, Ian saw her, "'smiled, beckoned, his face oddly blurred "'in the half-light that turned all things gray. "'She sat beside him and for a minute "'followed his gaze over the long, shadowed cup of the glen, "'lit by the silver gleam of Loch Nanny Lean. "'Finally Ian stirred and spoke. "'I wish I might never need to leave it again,' he said wistfully. "'Did he love it so? Kelpie dimly sensed that he did, but she did not understand.' "'for she herself had no roots to her heart, "'but only a wanderlust to her feet. "'And must you, then?' she asked. "'Why could Ian not be doing as he pleased, "'since he was the heir to Glenfern?' "'I so,' he said, a bit more briskly, "'for I must finish my schooling "'if I'm to be a fit chieftain and leader to my people. "'However,' he brightened considerably, "'I think we'll not be able to return to Oxford for some time,' with the war moving northward and becoming more serious, and Argyle endangering all the highlands. Now was the moment for her to warn him about Alex, but it was also a chance to ask about Argyle and put off the more difficult thing. "'Tell me about Argyle,' she urged. Ian turned to look at her with friendly interest. "'You've a good head on you, haven't you, Kelpie?' "'Mother says you're quick to learn "'and that you speak English as well as Gaelic. "'Are you truly interested in national affairs, then?' "'Kelpie nodded. "'Well, then,' began Ian, "'you know who Argyle is, do you not?' "'Makalian Moore, chief of Clan Campbell in the Highlands, "'and also head of the Covenant Army of the Lowlands. "'So he has that power added to the power of his own clan, "'and he uses it ill, Kelpie.' HE IS A VICIOUS MAN, CRUEL, AMBITIOUS, AND VINDICTIVE. KELPIE COULD NOT RESIST A GIBE. AND IS HE NOT ALSO A CAMPBELL AND HIS CLAN AT FEUD WITH YOURS? SHE REMARKED. IAN FLUSHED. EVEN IN THE DUSK SHE COULD SEE IT. TIS NOT THAT, HE PROTESTED. I AM NOT ONE TO HATE A MAN FOR HIS NAME, KELPIE. AND IN ANY CASE, MY OWN UNCLE MARRIED A CAMPBELL LASS. And the son of Lochiel, our own clan chief, married Argyle's sister, and we are anxious to be at peace. But Argyle, the devil that he is, wishes to dictate his own terms entirely. Do you know what he has done, Kelpie? He has taken his nephew Ewen, Lochiel's own grandson, who will be chief of the Camerons some day, and he is keeping him at his own castle of Inverary. He says he wishes to see to his education. "'and I can guess what kind of education t'will be. "'But do you see that Ewan is hostage for Lochiel's actions? "'And if Lochiel dares to take the side of the king against Argyle?' Hm," mm, said Kalp "'Nor is it just our clan,' Ian went on, deep anger in his voice. "'He was commissioned to secure the highlands for the covenant, "'which is bad enough, "'for we have not tried to inflict our politics or religion on them.' but Argyle has used his commission and the lowland army to settle his private grudges. He burned the great house of Airlie with no enemy there but a helpless woman, and he burned and ravaged the lands of MacDonald of Kepock, and is even now laying waste to the lands of Gordon of Huntley. They say he would make himself King Campbell, and a black day for Scotland if he should. Kelpie remembered the face she had seen once in the crystal, "'which Mina had called Macallion Moore, Marquis of Argyle. "'A cold, cruel face it had been, "'with twisted, sneering mouth, a heavy, pendulous nose, "'and a squint in the crafty eyes of him, "'so that one couldn't be just sure what he was looking at. "'Aye,' she agreed suddenly, "'he is a red-haired Urisk. "'I have been seeing him helping with his own hands "'to fire the homes and burn people, too.' "'She didn't add that the people burned were accused of witchcraft, "'as this might not be a tactful thing to mention. "'You've seen that?' exclaimed Ian. "'In the crystal only,' confessed Kalpai. "'I was also seeing him mounting the scaffold to be hanged,' "'she remembered with relish. "'But,' she added regretfully, "'he was looking much older then.' "Eh!" exclaimed Ian, deeply impressed.' I did not know you were having the second sight, Kelpie. Aye, said Kelpie, and here was her opening. Ian, she blurted, quite forgetting to give him a respectful title, you must not be trusting Alex Macdonald. Not trust Alex? Ian turned a dumbfounded face to hers, and then he laughed. Ah, Kelpie, there is no one in the world I trust better. We are sworn brothers, AND IF MY LIFE WERE TO REST IN THE TWO HANDS OF HIM, THERE IS NO PLACE I WOULD SOONER HAVE IT. AND YOU WOULD LOSE IT THEN, SAID Kelpie FLATLY, FOR I HAD A SCENE, AND HIS SWORD FELL UPON YOU FROM BEHIND, AND YOU FELL. AND THERE WAS ANGER ON HIS FACE AND BLOOD UPON HIS SWORD. IAN'S FACE WAS A PALE BLOB IN THE DUSK, AND SHE COULD NOT SEE IT TURN WHITE, AND YET SHE KNEW, SOMEHOW, THAT IT DID for the second sight never lied. And in spite of that, Ian shook his head. "'I cannot believe it, Kelpie,' he said quietly. "'It is a mistake, for the sun would fall from the sky "'before Alex could be untrue.' Kelpie thrust an angry face, long eyes glittering close to his. "'You think I am lying, but I am not. "'I would have been mourning you, "'even though it is of no profit to me, whatever.' but it is a spell he has cast upon you. And, she added bitterly, you will be discovering it too late. End of chapter 6